What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode number 367. My name is Steve. I'm one of the co-hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Brian and John. That's that right. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> and John. Yeah. You guys doing all right? How's everything going? Good. good. Things are really good. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Man. That's it. That's the pod, guys. Good, good to yeah. see you. It was a quick catch up. Um, so boring no, yeah. when things are good, but I guess, you know, it's good to be boring. I know. Sometimes. We don't have anything to complain about. I know. What right, the hell? right. Um, yeah, this episode is going to be a fun one. Maybe maybe a little briefer than recent episodes or more brief than recent episodes. We're going to get to uh, Ronald's pick for required viewing, which was the 1992. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Ghost Watch. Um, and then we're going to kind of just go through some also rands Like we're going to watch some, we talk about what we watched this past week. Uh, I think a, f- a couple of us have seen the new Netflix comedy, you people that we'll discuss a little bit. Um, and just kind of go from there, keep this nice and light. Uh, so Ronald talk to us about ghost watch. Yes. Um, so ghost watch is a 1992 BBC one, uh, fake documentary style show that was kind of set up that came out on Halloween um, and had uh, a legitimate host from the BBC, which made it uh, his name is uh, well, he's known as Patty, but his name is I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to Michael Parkinson. Yeah, Michael Parkinson, but they call him Parky. Parky. Parky is very famous in the BBC circles. He's like our uh, Brokaw, you know, any of the well, well, all of the main um, newscasters on this are real broadcasters or presenters, yes. as they call them over in England. And yeah. That's a certain kind of celebrity they have in England. People who have these esteemed careers that might not be necessarily esteemed news people, but they aren't actors either. They are television presenters, you know. And I do think, yeah, yeah it gave it a legitimacy for for audiences. Yeah, um, so I watched I watched kind of the making of it and the grounding of this was kind of getting him to participate because he was kind of the anchor of BBC News at the time. Apparently he was like, you know, when, when a tragedy happened, they're like, how does Parky feel about this? How is right. he handling this? What does Parky have? This? <laughs> he was the Ja Rule of the UK where they just wanted to figure out what was going on over there. So, you know. What, what I like that. Really- he didn't go with Brokaw. You went with Ja Rule. That's <laughs> no, where we are in 2023. <laughs> Where's Ja? Yeah, I don't know. Um, who is the Brokaw of today? I mean, like when I think about growing question. up, there was Brokaw, there was Dan Rather, there was uh, Ted Koppel. Who is the person today? Is there anybody that means the same thing? I don't think there is. I don't think I mean, so, man. Definitely not the same thing for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't even know who no. you would compare. Not Anderson Cooper. He's he's up there though. I think people trust him. You're right. I think it's just that nothing is as monolithic as it used to be. Right. And, and, right, and right. also we're talking about this era in of British television. You know, that he was a main he was like you said, he was the voice of the news. So it definitely right, yeah. and, and he's very credible in the in the in the movie too. Like he actually is one of the people who adds the most of that of that dash of reality to it. Just his his skepticism, he doesn't overplay it. Um Yeah. So so apparently the way that they they did this was it was supposed to be a mini series and the producer kind of got this idea to do it do it as if it was a live television show which really lent some credibility to it 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 feels very raw in that way like it feels like there's some real like 
unnatural cuts from scene to scene, depending on the action. Right. Um, so about the release of this thing, it came out on the BBC and it had not had a physical release for quite some time. So there are people that had kind of gotten VHS versions and converted them. And and then in the last couple of years, it's kind of been this push to get it out because it is a pretty unique situation. I, I kind of look at it like the, the war of the worlds of the UK in the 90s. Like it was kind of this. Right. You know, for anybody that doesn't know, War of the Worlds was a radio show that happened in the was it the 30s? Mm-hmm, 30s. Um, that was very impactful. It was it was a alien invasion, it was a full-on spectacle that re- people really thought happened. And Ghostwatch really had honestly the same effect. Well, I mean, apparently. in both cases, they weren't really trying to fool anyone, but they also did everything they could to lend credibility to it. But right, I mean, right. in both cases, it's presented like, at the, it's almost like at the very beginning, it's like the following is a work of fiction, you know? <laughs> and then the rest is like doing everything it can to be mm. real. And I think that's what happened with War of the Worlds. Like people, it was on a show, a radio show that was a, it was a, was a fictional show that had like theatrical productions or like, you know, radio plays on it. So people yeah. knew this was a fictional show. They, they just did something, they added that meta layer of it being yeah. like, this is the the footage you're seeing is the actual thing. And somehow the, I think Ghost, Ghostwatch does a good job of writing that line of what you're seeing is like what a news crew would be capturing. Um, yeah, they don't overplay sure. that either. Um, um, and you, and you, Ronald, this was just kind of on your radar when you picked it. This yeah, wasn't something always, that, that you had seen it, before or anything. Yeah. It's always been on my radar and, you know, I kept, I've been kind of chasing this. I mean, if, if, if I'm being completely transparent, I've kind of been chasing this for about 15 years. Because whenever I'd see like horror, because I, you know, I like to venture outside, you know, across the pond to see what they like. Yes. Sometimes I'll look at those blogs and I'll, you know, and I'll, I've always heard about Ghostwatch. It's always on a list, but for a really long time, it wasn't accessible. And then it looks like Tubi picked it up, which is really cool. What I'm starting to realize, though, is like the UK proper does not have like really good access to this. It really isn't very accessible oh, over yeah. there, which is really strange. I don't think they can access the same Tubi that we can access, let alone the service it, 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 within itself. So a physical copy came out this uh, yeah. past 2022 on Blu-ray. Um, you know, it's in the 480 format, but it's, you know, it's just a little sharper. Um, so I wound up getting a rip of that. And, um, and then I also watched the Tubi version. I, I watched a little bit of that just to see how it looked. It, it looked great. Yeah. Um, so I guess... What I'm wondering is, what what did you guys think about it? Well, Steve, you said you'd seen it before, right? Yeah. What was your history yeah. with this? <clears throat> Honestly, like it's it. I had always seen it on like lists, you know, of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, like found footage slash like mockumentary, you know, th- those kind of like yeah. false uh, documentary series um, or shows or movies, whatever. It had always like popped up on lists. Like it was always one of those lists, like we talked about before. Like it was like that and Lake Mungo were like the two that I had always like kind of revolved around and just hadn't seen. And obviously, I, I love Mungo, but like I had um, this past Halloween, like right around when Ronald's talking about that release happened. I forget what again, I think I mentioned it last week. It was either Edgar Wright or it might even been Mike Flanagan. One of them was like tweeting about it being available properly at that point uh you know back around halloween of this year and the movie you know taking place on halloween and all that the timing was intentional um but it just lined up nicely for me and that's that's when i 
really first got access to it to watch it this past Halloween. But um, yeah, but it was one of those ones that just like always I'd always heard about it and it always was on lists. And especially like the film, the creative community of filmmakers that I follow that time of year, they, you know, it, it, somebody always mentions it, you know, um, mm. and there's an actor. Um, you guys know John Gallagher um, from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, he does a thing every Halloween or every October where for the month of October, he's a great follow on Twitter, too, as well. He does a um, every day. He like posts a horror movie that he loves. Oh, wow. Like, you know, talks about just, you know, briefly what the movie's about, why. But I, and I think this year he was also one of the ones that it was like one on his list one day. And I think it was because it was coming available. Like, you don't need to try to find it now. Like, you can actually get it legitimately. <laughs> like Rana was saying, you had to go through the back alleys to get it. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was something I finally saw this past fall and just, you know, happy to rewatch it when you mentioned it last week. Um, what did you think of it, John? I mean, you hadn't seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, uh, you know, an effective experiment that, um, I mean, it by design, it kind of lulls you into thinking, oh, I mean, you know, something's going to happen. I don't know. And the context in which I'm seeing it is is the opposite of of whoever could be fooled by it, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's not the point. And like I said, I, I still, right. I know, I know that people are fooled quote unquote by like Blair Witch. There's, there's waves of people who had the experience of thinking it was real or of thinking that it was meant to feel real. And I do think maybe sometimes part of the marketing or part of the appeal of something like this is how real it seems. But sure. I still feel like it is never the intention of these people to like, it's to pull off a hoax. It's more that they, they, they pull off every ounce of credibility they can by not answering too much. And I feel like the way this was presented, I would have loved to encounter it um, wondering whether it was real. I think by the time it becomes like overblown and supernatural, I, I would think that a sophisticated viewer in 1992 would have been able to tell that those were effects and, you know, decent acting and de everything about it was decent, but I don't think it's so credible that it would fool a, 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 a reasonable person, certainly not a skeptical person. But right. if you're talking about maintaining the the experiment and keeping that vibe going that this is a broadcast and even like the guy they bring in that's like an expert that's like this american guy who's like well i don't believe in shit you know and then they've got the the phone banks and they've got the people calling in and there are a couple of moments where you glimpse something on camera that the people in the room don't seem to see and those moments yeah. are really cool and i just feel like it's it's like i don't know if the, the payoff was there for me in terms of the scares like a like a really good found footage stuff um, yeah. often is horrifying. And I don't think I ever quite got the jolt that I was like expecting to get from this, but I think it's, it, it does so much effectively that I, again, like I said, I really, I kind of admire the experiment of it and how they kept it consistent. And I could see this totally being the kind of thing, um, you know, maybe I wouldn't watch it every Halloween, but I could totally see in this be the kind of thing you would put on again. And, you know, I, again, we always talk about this with this type yeah. of genre stuff. You would watch it with friends, you know, you would watch it, um, and, you know, just have it on. Uh, I, I, I thought it was interesting seeing once I dug into it a little bit more, seeing that all the people that seemed like they were professional news people were actual presenters or, or, or real personalities. And that lent a lot of credibility to it. So, um, I love this uh, quote that the, uh, you know, they actually got ruled against, uh, I don't know to what extent this was like a, a full trial of, this was just some kind of, uh, um, 
uh, some kind of hearing, but the 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 BBC, the BSC, whatever that is, uh, stated the Broadcasting Standards Commission of England stated that the BBC had a duty to do more than simply hint at the deception it was practicing on the audience. In Ghostwatch, there was a deliberate attempt to cultivate a sense of menace. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently, that uh, some of the presenters were familiar from children's programmers uh, programs or at least to, ch- to child audiences. So that was another thing that added to the effect that this show was unnecessarily upsetting to audiences or something like that. But I don't know. I feel it, like that's just a badge of honor. I mean, I hope they didn't lose a lot of money or have any careers hurt because of that, because I think that that's just a badge of honor for the thing that people, people fell for it, you know? <laughs> but again, I think that it has charm outside of it being like a prank or a hoax. I think it's an interestingly made little story there's a few little stories that are fed through the the format of this news show but the thing that i really carried with me was uh parky's um gentle skepticism and kind of like disdain throughout the episode i just thought he did a really yeah. good job of have of seeming like the guy who he probably is when he does his regular presenting which is like well what do you think about that are you sure you know um <laughs> mm-hmm. So, no, I dug it. And I, I'm a little surprised that I haven't seen it before now because I know it has come up in so many like conversations about, like you said, Steve, things that might have influenced people, things right. that uh, like when found footage comes up, people talk about it. I know the Blair Witch group, there's some dispute as to whether they actually had seen it before they made Blair Witch or whether they saw it afterwards, but they have addressed it and said that they they liked it. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people in that that view this as kind of a a pioneer in that in that department. But let's be honest, it's not quite found footage in the strictest sense. It is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like a horror parody of a, of a, of a real news program. Like it's a little different from, from, you know, we found this tape in the woods and this is what happened to these people. This is like a a produced news show that things can't go haywire until the last minutes (laughs) Yeah, because that's when you can say, okay, the lights are out and the cameras are malfunctioning because you can't have that happen really any earlier than it, than it does, you know? So, yeah. You mentioned the uh, the American like psychologist or whatever that was on the yeah that they had as a guest. I need you guys to do something, um, and that's to go back and watch his scenes and close your eyes and try to tell me if he sounds at all like Jeff Goldblum Goldblum as Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. I watched his scenes no less than four times because when I'm watching it the first time, I'm like something it's so familiar it's so familiar but when he's going back and forth with the 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 woman that's in the studio with them yeah. I'm, wait hold on i'm doing it now i'm doing it now steve <laughs> well i think it's uh, it's pretty obvious there's nothing on the tape that couldn't be faked uh, the um, the bedroom footage is totally inconclusive it could all be done with wires for all we know she's not lying believe her i'd love to uh, same as i'd love to believe i'm going to heaven but uh, doesn't make it a, a scientific fact. But if people do believe in something, surely we shouldn't discount it. I mean, is is it measurable? Is it uh, provable? No. Yeah, totally. It sounds like. I mean, at the very least, it's, it's, it it's sounds crazy, like crazy, Ronald. You know what? It seems like if this guy was on SNL and this was his Jeff Goldblum, you'd be like, exactly. that guy's got a pretty good Jeff Goldblum. Like he exactly. captures the vibe, wow. and he's got like that kind of like cockiness in it, and it's oh, like a, a little, little bit of swagger. Well, just a little it's bit. Like, well, I don't know. If I'm I believe not really that. sure if that's uh, <laughs> identifiable or quantified. Like the way he talks about it, and I, and I, and the more I watched it, I was like, "Did is is this based on this guy?" You know, because I'm just like, "Did, did they that's see him?" Because uh, his name was Colin Stinton, is the actor. I looked him up and. Did he say had, life finds know, a way at any point? Because yeah, I, I was like, I was like, did I? Th- that would be the great way to say, yeah. But I don't know. It was so funny watching it because I was like, 
it's it, it started to bother me who it was and then it clicked and uh yeah. isn't that crazy when you somebody's reminding you of somebody and you can't think of who it is and how like oh my god you have to like nuts. you have to like I have to like relax Loosen my mind up. and yeah. kind of like go, all right, now think, you know, but don't think too hard, but think like, who is it? No, that's, that's, that's crazy. Especially when it's not the person, like you'll look it up and you'll be like, I don't know who that is, but who are they making me think that it is? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. No, that was so funny though. Yeah. No, that's, he, that's... I, I go back and check that out, Ronald. Um, yeah. Yeah. I gotta, but what did, well, I mean, what did you think of it, Ronald? I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, it just reminds, so it just reminds me of a time where, we all had like singular sources of entertainment like that, sure. you know, that, I mean, that exists now. Like the, the, the Super Bowl. So fractured though. Yeah. It's so it's fractured. fractured. But, but like some people if, are if sitting something in an apartment like that, with Wi-Fi and all they have is their parents' Netflix password. Yes. That's <laughs> maybe it. not, maybe they, not for long. They did a sketch about that. Did you see the sketch on SNL where basically they people had only seen the stuff on Netflix, so they didn't know about any oh, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Oscar stuff. Oh god, that's everybody I talk to now. I know it's like know. whoa, but what is it? No, it's not on Netflix. It's, that's that's it, that Netflix bubble that you always talk about. It's that weird. It's weird. So you know yeah, who but, I'm loving, by the way, since you mentioned uh, SNL these days, well, Bowen oh, Yang. I just think is so Bowen Yang is on on stepped so up solid. this season. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like when he's he gets good. like a crazy absurd character to do, he usually nails some aspect of it. But I just think he's like, he's got that SNL, like good cast member quality of like, he's doing himself pretty much all the time, but he also yeah. seems up for anything. And honestly, he can like save a sketch in a way. He's not quite Keenan yeah. Thompson level with saving a sketch, but he's, yeah, he's well, in he's, that he's, zone. He's, he's really good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, th I, I think that this thing is just working on a lot of levels that I wasn't expecting it. So I thought that it was going to feel super corny, but I put myself in that. So, you know, the culture, I mean, it's hard to remember this, but like you really trusted people on the news. Mm -hmm. So like the idea that like, even if it was, were outside of the realm of like reasonable things that are happening on the screen, right. this, this man was the person that was delivered in news. Right, you, right, right. That was the thing that would buy, make you buy into it. Would be like, well, yes. he, if he's on there, then I, 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 it gets past my bullshit detector yeah. just a little bit. No. Yeah, point. it was like that for me and um, Peter Jennings when I was a kid. Like, if Peter Jennings is talking about it, it really happened. He could have been like, look, I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh, you know, Ronald McDonald went to the White House and kicked somebody in the balls. You'd be like, what? <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> but that, that's weird. But yeah, it's just that that sort of level of trust that we have in news sources. What used to be a thing. It's not a thing anymore, but it used to be a thing. So like I think I was about, expecting something paranormal, Ronald, and I'm still, no, I'm still no, kind no, of reeling no. from Ronald McDonald going to the White House and getting well, the, the first the first version of Ronald McDonald that had been that had passed away 30 years ago. Oh. So it, it does add some paranormal element to it that this this Ronald McDonald did this hypothetical kick. Wasn't wasn't Willard Scott the first Ronald McDonald? Is that right? The, the <laughs> really? Show guy? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, I'm gonna have to look it That's up. That's a very random. You would have won on uh, Jeopardy if. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just just saying that that that's just it. Just felt felt very special <laughs> in that way. Like even even though I'm watching this in 2023, because we'd had the experiences that we did with news and stuff. You know, I it, I could feel how this must have felt back then, how how urgent it must have felt, how, you know, because they said that like the next day people are going 
ape shit. Like it was like the the producers from BBC had to make a formal apology to London. Right. Yeah, just being like, hey, we're really sorry. This was this was a hoax. This wasn't real. Because people are losing their shit. You know, it's just it, it's a cool idea that something could be believable enough. Cause it, you know, what, what they said they were doing with Parky were that was that they weren't he he wasn't he didn't have a script. He had he couldn't handle the idea of like written anything. Right. So they'd be like, hey, we need you to hit on the fact that this is a disturbance on this in the seg- segment and that's what he would do and the, the actress basically had to guide him because he was basically he got so comfortable that he was like doing his job doing his thing yeah, yeah. yeah i'm was about really to send you guys a, a picture of willard scott as uh the first ronald mcdonald because he did play him in his <laughs> first televised ex- appearance oh my god that's terrifying <laughs> oh my he looks so scared. He's got a paper cup for a oh, nose no, and, a, and a tray for a head, a tray for a hat. This is Scott. What is this? <laughs> what it says in his first televised appearance in 1960. Uh, I think I'm being catfished here. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1963. Is, does he have a McDonald's cup on his now, nose? This looks like the kind of motherfucker that would go to the White House and kick somebody in the balls, by yeah. the way, though. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was special. It felt special. Um, Ch- Craig Charles really stood out for me. The the just a lot of energy with a a Buffalo Bills <laughs> with an American jumping football. out of the closet. Uh, was it? It was the Bills. Was it the Bills? Was it the I thought Bills? it was the Bulls. No, I thought it was the Bills. Oh, okay. Bears. Okay, it was the Chicago Bears. It was the Chicago. It was the Chicago Bears. Okay, because it, it was the NFL. It was the NFL. It was the NFL jacket. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he was uh when when I saw that he was a real person, I was like, Oh, okay, he's not gonna die then. But otherwise I was expecting that guy to be like, Oh, he's definitely gonna die. Yeah. He was he's gonna the, lose the, his he's life. He's the one for goofing sure. around the most. <clears throat> but yeah, it was it was solid. I really enjoyed it. Well, um, what what do you think was the creepiest moment, Ronald? Or for you, what was the creepiest moment? Um, the creepiest moment is always when something is not functioning as it's supposed to. When they looked at the footage and it wasn't the footage that was happening in real time. Yeah. I love stuff like that. No, that moment just was a, great. You're right. It's just a simple thing. Like, you know, it reminded me of that damn movie we saw, the the Zoom seance, where they realized that the footage was, was, was like looped. Yeah. Golly, man. Like, well, it well felt host, like- um, Host, the director of that, said that this was a big influence, that he felt like really? Host was basically his version of of updating the Ghostwatch. Oh, well, I'm not that sure makes... if I quite buy that 100%, right. but I think paying homage to the things that it got right, that you kind of can't do now without now saying, well, maybe Ghostwatch was the first one to do some mm, of yeah. these things. You know, It's kind of like what Blair Witch is, is this awesome, incredible thing that, that still sort of gets credit justifiably for being like the real breakthrough. But... Yeah before it you have this it sort of reminds me of like halloween and black christmas where halloween is this movie that is kind of like the one that everyone points to and we all agree it's a classic but it it was a direct attempt <laughs> to kind of recapture like john carpenter was trying to do a sort of de facto follow-up to uh to black christmas with it and if the people that oh. made host or the people that made blair witch were influenced by this like they, they they didn't take it and make something completely radically different they just kind of took the idea and said well let's put it let's take it away from this professionally produced uh arena right, and right. put it in the realm of 
like I said, tapes that someone just shot that you could find. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, sure. I think that like the, you know, this has a lot of things going for it because of, of that. Like um, you kind of can't repeat that without seeming like you're just doing this. Uh, yeah, even though it's a, yeah, it's a really sure. great concept. I don't know. The scariest part for me, um, the part where I got the most like of a jolt, honestly, the part where the girl was like crouching behind the chair and she was talking to her mother and her voice dropped that voice drop yeah. thing doesn't always get me, but this time it did. There was something about the verisimilitude they had built up and that that was like the first moment I felt like I saw on screen, the girl do something that seemed demonic or that almost seemed like yeah. what you said, Ronald, there's a little hint of that sounds like it's almost an effect of the tape, which maybe that's just an artifact of the fact that it was, a, you know, an audio effect of 1992. But I like the idea that, oh, what if this possession is actually affecting the tape? It's affecting the video recording yeah, of yeah. this. You know, I, 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 that worked for me. There was some little visceral ugh I got from that. And what she was saying yeah. to the mother was terrible after that, oh, even when man. she was speaking as the, the little girl. Yeah. Um, but I felt like there was another moment or two where I, I caught a glimpse of something that got me. But that was the moment where I remember getting like a, a just a jolt through my body of like, oh, that yeah. this, this feels wrong. This and I, you know I maybe expected it to go to other places after that, but that was kind of the the climax of the thing is when um, we were seeing you know sort of quote unquote proof. Although I liked the infrared thing. Did you expect something to pop up in the infrared? Like I, I did. It's almost a missed opportunity. I expected right? something definitely to like to be behind her. And past yeah, just, I think, I, yeah. Ah. I think we also expect that in 2023. You know what I mean? Like yes. I feel like this movie's you know 30 years old. It was right. yeah. crazy, but like yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like I think we're just like trained with all these movies that we get now. It's like even what they were doing then with this. It's like yeah, there was a little. It's a little more. It's a little more streamlined, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah which I appreciate. Gonna, circle back to one thing that Rana was getting at before with uh, like. It's the idea of like a shared experience, like we all watch the same thing and, you know, and mm -hmm. the environment, you know, in which this was watched and this was broadcast and like that kind of feeling that it created among people watching it. I think really like knowing that and, you know, having read a, a bit about this movie when I watched it back in the fall, it's like, I think, I think what there's another, the other thing happening in this movie is the idea that the people watching the broadcast in the movie are experiencing or seeing the things that they're seeing at Fox Hill. Like, yeah. I think that that as a viewer is like such a good, and as a, or, you know, from the creators end, like that's such a good uh, angle to have in the movie to even try to sell that, like, this is actually happening yeah. because I just, you know, I try to like put my, my mind in that space of like, again, 30 years ago, watching this thing in, in this country where this is the guy that mm -hmm. we we put our trust in yeah. and you know they have this caller bank and you this know like tucker carlson is let, to let's you, talk Steve. about like the yeah right let, let's talk about <laughs> the the caller bank you know how often we saw those back in the yes. 90s yeah you know like it was always like a huge cutaway of these specials like it was like yeah. how much time did they spend taking calls and i just loved how the movie slowly shifts into like the calls like uh qualifying what we are seeing or so not smart. seeing at Fox. I just thought that was really cool. Like, yeah, I just think cool. that it just, it's exponentially just ramps up like this uh, possible, what they're hoping for, I guess, like hysteria of like yeah. people watching this special. It's like, wait a second, people are calling into this saying they're seeing shit. Am I seeing shit? Like, yeah. is this, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was really awesome of an angle to really yeah. capitalize on that. Yeah.
The call center was kind of camouflaged too before it lit up. I, it like, I love that. Yeah, I love well, I mean, that. And, and it felt a little chintzy, but I think it felt like a news program where they didn't go all out for it. You know, I mean, yes. it felt it felt right for what it was. Like it wasn't too yeah. flashy, it wasn't too yeah. elaborate or too beautifully designed. And that guy who was at the call center, Smitty, or he's a real guy too. In <laughs> fact, they, you know, they're, they're real, the, the main people are real personalities. That really helps. Right. The, right. Yeah. right. I think I felt it too that these people were like good at being on camera and the little chuckle and the little well i think he's afraid of ghosts too like all that stuff felt so real so felt so good um, and it made me think would i appreciate this now if someone made like a really good like if you got great actors and they did like a really good version of this now and they just made it almost pitch perfect if they made it yeah I think it would still work on a certain level. I think, I think it so would too. feel a little, a little quaint and a little like cozy, Steve, like you said, you know, because it's yeah. a little streamlined, but I don't think, I think that this is an example of how you don't have to go so crazy um, to keep people's interest, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there was I think a part. That, I think that the reality of it really is, I mean, like we keep coming back to it, but the fact that it really did feel like a, a television show that you would just kind of sit there and watch, you know, out of yeah. like half interest. And then it got more and more interesting. Um, I think that was a good, like as a, on a screenplay level, it was a well-modulated thing when it starts to, starts to ramp up. What were you going to say, Ronald? Um, there was a part during the call center where he's, he has like a, all these papers fanned out and they're like, we're going to look at the footage. They just showed yeah. him going, uh-huh. <laughs> and just went to the other footage. Like that was so good. Cause it was, it, it, it felt like. Th that thing that you're talking about, like it felt streamlined, but parts like that were, I guess, intentionally done to make you feel like some of this was kind of loose. Yeah. Some of this was kind of off the cuff because he really he really didn't do anything in that scene. Like I, I would have thought he would have said something cool, some quip or something. But they yeah. just he just nodded his head like, let's see that footage. And yeah, it was. And then, OK, last part that I really loved was then the callers are like kind of like, fuck that. Where they would take the, the at the call bank and they just started leaving out. I thought that was so good because I yeah. would have done the same. I'm like, the wind is blowing in a in a place where there's oh no totally fans. totally yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm... Yeah, it was it was good, man. I do not believe in it. I do not expect anything to happen. I don't think it's real. The second something seems slightly weird, I'm going to be out of there like a bolt. <laughs> Get the fuck out yeah. of there! Yeah. But yeah, all overall, really loved it. I'm glad you guys checked it, was, it yeah, out. I'm fun. I mean, I think it's fun to kind of cross something off the list that I, for whatever reason, have been yeah. not watching that I that I was aware of. I will say this: Did I in the in the middle of like a a like a little bit of a bleary eyed feeling over the weekend? Did I um did I almost watch the uh, 2002 German American film uh, or British German film Death Watch? I almost did. <laughs> But then I realized, wait a minute, no, 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 <laughs> no, not the same. It's got Jamie Bell and it's got Andy Circus. Uh, uh, but th this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. And he he said something about a TV movie, and then I I found yeah found a Ghost Watch. <sighs> oh, so cool. so what's what's the pick for next week? Yeah, who's, Steve, who's... right? Yeah. So yeah, speaking of just that checkbox thing, this mentality of like I gotta watch a movie that I've tried to watch. I've started maybe once or twice and just, you know, got distracted. Um, there's a movie that came out in 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, just kind of heard a bunch of positivity around, around uh, called The Dry. This is a movie that stars um, Eric Bana, who I love. 
uh, Kira Donnell, who I guess, I guess most recently was in Michael Bay's ambulance. Um, and his then, movie uh, ambulance, or he was actually in in, in the, the ambulance that Michael the, Bay the, owns. The, yeah, the, the the film, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kier, a lot of people know Kira Donnell if you saw his face. Um, right. But okay, and then um, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who uh, we talked about when we were talking about Andor, she plays Mamantha Mon Mothma in that. Nice. Um, but yeah, this is just like a mystery drama uh, that came out in the mid summertime 2021. Had a little release here in the States, but it's an Australian film um, made by a filmmaker named Robert uh, Connolly. Uh, yeah, basically, Eric Bana plays like this, you know, cop detective who goes back to his hometown to a funeral. Um, and uh, kind of this stuff opens back up like an old case of a murder. Um, or miss, I think it's a murder or a missing missing person, but um, a double M. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's always just kind of eluded me to check it out. I started it once and I just got to, you know pulled away from it for no fault of the film. But again, I'm just like going down these lists when it comes time for my my pick, and uh, you know taking the opportunity to really kind of get a chance to see something that I, that year. That was probably one of the top two or two or three movies uh especially you know kind of being right in the middle of the pandemic and everything of like i can watch anything i want uh it's also the year when you know we had had a another baby and i was like uh, i can't watch anything i want so <laughs> uh I, you know looking at the list i'm like okay the still the still want the seas from the last two three years what are they and this is one that always comes up so this this one um you know i, I think it's available on, on showtime if you have showtime anywhere or their streaming app but otherwise, it's a you know video on demand. I see that it's available on uh, what is it? It says Fubo. I've never used that, but oh um, right, 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 right. If you have that, or if there's a trial for that, you could try check it out there if you want to watch along with us. But your best bet's probably Showtime, uh, or as it's now going to be Paramount Plus with Showtime. I don't know if you guys saw they rebranded their whole product recently. What the yeah, I don't know when that officially takes place, but yeah, Showtime is being rebranded. Re uh, it's going to be a Make part of your mind. Make up your mind, parents. But yeah, this is all yeah. Services not too yeah. old. Past couple years, murder mystery drama. Uh, Eric Bana. It's called The Dry, and we'll talk about it. I, I don't. We, I don't know that we'll do it. I don't know that we should probably do it next week because I think next week we're going to do uh, a special. Next, kind next of, week is kind of an off week. We're going to have something for you, but it'll it yeah. won't be a regular episode. Yeah. So maybe the week following. Um, so you got you got two weeks to watch the dry, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up on that in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, well, let's uh, get into what else? What else? What else have we watched, Ronald? You said you wanted to mention a specific thing. Why don't you do that? Oh yeah. So um, last week was a uh, sports documentary that was very close to my heart, and I'm I'm sure maybe close to one of yours. I hope in some way um but that was the 30 for 30 bullies of baltimore about the ravens first nfl championship it was incredibly good it's an hour and a half of pure greatness uh that kind of talked about the culture of baltimore and um you know they always show that footage of the cults leaving at night <laughs> with that big truck Sneaking the out. big yellow truck. Yeah, just sneaking out in, in the disguises. middle of the night with snow. Oh, God, man. Little mustaches and cowboy hats I, and stuff. 
I don't know if my like granddad ever forgave the cops for that. It was like a deep, deep sadness about it. I heard your granddad was so unforgiving. If he saw a horse, that if he just saw a cult, an actual cult, he would get mad. <laughs> he, just, he ran towards it for full speed, punch it in the nose. Um, but yeah, this is about the the, the championship in the, the year two thousand. It was it was really special, in and what made it super unique. Sorry, <laughs> what made it super unique was that our offense sucked. So there were like three games straight where we had no touchdowns via offense, which is how you score as typically offense. But the defense was so scary that they typically got turnovers during their defense, um, which was really crazy. Like Apple turnovers? Like bring them out uh, if they're doing a good job? Like Apple turnovers? Like if they're doing a good job? Like Apple turnovers. They had a lot of Apple turnovers. I like that. And then they would. Now you have my interest. (laughs) Yeah. Four scoreless games. Four games where people did not score at all completely during the, during the season. So they were menaces. Um, so, you know, really focused on um, uh, Ray Lewis, uh, Shannon Sharp, Tony Saragusa, and Rod Woodson. Uh, really kind of revolves around them. And I don't know if you know, but uh, the Goose... Tony Saragusa died a month after shooting this. So they really hit on that during the course of it. They actually have footage of his funeral and everything. But he was such a cool presence. Um, they also talked about the uh, the goof on the roof, the man that refused to come down until we scored a touchdown. <laughs> the goof of the roof. So it, they actually kind of did it like the, the, like the Tyson TV show. They had um, people come down to the Meyerhoff and they 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 had like a roundhouse discussion, roundtable discussion, and that's kind of the wrapper of the footage. Mm-hmm. So that was in two thousand, uh, sometime in two thousand twenty-one, and then Sarah Goose died in two thousand twenty-two, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's really emotional. Um, it's it's kind of interesting how. You know, people hated Baltimore and still do, uh, but it's a it was a fun documentary. It's an hour and a half though. Um, you can find it on um, ESPN Plus. Um, also, it just comes on. It's been coming on ESPN. So if you can DVR it, you can't really watch it on demand right now. I've I've had like is a it, real. Is problem. it not on Hulu? I've had a real problem watching it. I could. It wasn't on there a couple of days ago. It, okay. it may be now, but it wasn't a couple of days ago. That they, they, they're they're pushing. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, they're put that. You know, they're kind of pushing people to to not watch it through anything but uh, ESPN Plus now. Like they're so it has like the old thirty for thirties are there, but then there's like ten that aren't on there, and then right. they're they're like, oh, you got to go behind this paywall to watch some of those. True, true. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's weird how they're setting it up. Like you can't watch SNL on Hulu anymore. What gives? You can only watch it on Peacock. What gives? I mean, that makes sense, but it also sucks. <clears throat> yeah, it sucks because yeah, that's could, all the like, licensing expiring. Yeah, yeah so now they have their own service. Um, but yeah, right. the Bullies of Baltimore, um, thirty for thirty, very much worth watching. Yeah, thirty for thirty is just such a consistent series, and I think yeah, just yeah. being a Baltimore thing and seeing them do that that attention and that that dive that they do on the topics that they choose to do yeah. uh 
it's just such a great pride for the you know any any fan of the Ravens or just Baltimore sports. But yeah, it's just I I, I watched it as well. It's just it's incredible, and it's just it's crazy to even think about. You mentioned like not to get into the weeds of football, but like the dominance of the defense of that team, like how basically yeah. it'll never be touched in 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 ever because no, so many elements of how that team that defense dominated the game like has have been removed from football yeah. you know the 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 way you can what you can do the the, the quarter like the, the sacks and like you know the just how physical they were yeah it's and you know and and in some cases for good reason that's changed and the rules of change in football yeah. you know is, is i guess in some ways quote unquote safer now but yeah. uh you know the their the record of i think it's like 10.3 game 10.3 points per game average yeah. like that over the regular season like it that'll never be touched and i think billick yeah. says it in the in the show yeah. like they they can rest easy probably knowing that that's a record that they'll have their legacy will will, will, will hold on to forever probably i used to but, work uh, with his daughter i wanted to talk to her about him so bad and i just i just wouldn't say anything I'd that's so like, funny marcus and i worked with it too like she's just she's really nice and I was like, so what's your last name? She's like, it's Billick. I'm like, like she's the eyes, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. yeah, she's like, yeah, 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 like that. One championship. Yeah. I was always be like, oh god, so is he cool? Is he nice? I was Ray. I was yeah. goose. I was sharp. Uh, yeah, anyway. But it's so funny. Yeah, like I when I when I worked in my videos, well, one of my video store runs, I used to work at a smaller local spot and then i eventually worked at hollywood video if you remember oh, that right, right, right. Um, and brian billick his whole family that whole family they live right out here where i live and oh wow i know when i used to work at hollywood video his kids and him would always come in and uh he was always so nice and they they were all all nice but especially him at that time because this would have been you know in the late 90s early 2000s right around this time and uh you know he was you know the Ravens head coach, you know what I mean? And right, right. Uh, he'd always come in with his family and he was, yeah, he was always super nice and would always yeah. ask for like recommendations of what to rent. And I was like, wow, I'm fucking talking to Brian Billick. This is so right. Cool. Right. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Shout out to Brian great. Billick. And Shout Keegan out to Billick. Brian. Yeah. Keegan Billick, who I, who I worked with at Under Armour. Super nice. The <laughs> nicest person. Like I would never have guessed that she came from like football royalty. Uh, but yeah, really cool. Um, so what else, what else was watched? Over Steve? The... Well, I think Ronald also, we, we both watched you people, yes. the, yes. the, yeah. the new yeah. Netflix comedy, the comedy, the, the, the comedy that we don't really hear. <laughs> right. You don't hear very Feature often. film comedies, uh, that, you know, have some sort of weight behind them or, you know, star power, quote unquote. Mm. Um, what did you guys yeah. think of you people? What did you guys think of you people? <clears throat> Ronald, what did you think? Um, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know a good if you start. know this. No. Uh, there's like a storied history of sort of the, the history of blackish and everything that uh, Kenya Barris does. There's kind of this narrative that everything he does kind of has the same voice. Like, uh, you know, blackish is his life. Black AF was his life. Um, you know, mixed dish is about his wife. Uh, you know what I mean? So like it, yeah, it, he's covered his wife and like, his life. 
Yeah, his wife and his life. So people kind of feel like it's a little too close to the hip in terms of, you know, and it's a very particular type of black experience. It's like here's here's lighter skinned black people and their experiences in the world. Right. So this comes along and I'm like, man, does this feel like the thing that I've seen a million times? And I could tell you that, no, it's a little different. It's a little a bit of a departure. And I think some of that has to do with who was in it. You know, Eddie Murphy being I don't think Eddie Murphy was funny in this movie. Let me lead with that first. He either was not funny. This That's feels like a, a lot of people are saying a non-funny and just completely like lazy dialed in thing. Like I, I yeah. was not, I was but very, a lot down. of the positive reviews or positive mixed reviews are they're highlighting the Jim, the Jimmy, the Jimmy Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I read the wrong review. No, that, that Eddie Murphy uh, is, I mean, people are talking about it. Like the saving grace is his performance being, being funny, which is so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I, I, the, I didn't see it in the trailer. I could not see yeah. And I don't, I don't know that Eddie's funny when he's that when he's stern. I mean, I didn't yeah, see yeah, the movie, yeah. but just from the trailer, it kind of seems like his energy, like he's so funny when he's when he's a little manic and he's you know uh, uh, all over the place kind of. And uh, yeah. it was weird to see him in, even in the trailer being somebody who's like playing it so straight. But I, I, yeah. I didn't know. But you're saying no, not not a good performance from Eddie. No, you know what's funnier than him? Taco, Taco, who was on um, uh, Dave. Dave's best yeah. friend was like silently killing for the five minutes that he was in the movie. Um, Mike Epps was really funny. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus, I, I serviceable, but Jonah Hill was funny. Jonah Hill was really funny, and I I felt like people don't feel like this, but like. I I I I am around a lot of comics, so I see this dynamic where somebody who you would not think would be with a really pretty girl would be with a pretty girl. Humor gets you a long way, man. You can you can really fit in areas that you don't think that, that people don't think you normally would based on personality. So the idea that like how could Jonah Hill be with Lauren London? I'm like. Have you met a funny person? Have you met yeah. a funny, cool person? <laughs> they typically will be with somebody that isn't on that level. I mean, it just kind of happens. That's life. But uh, that wasn't the part that felt so unrealistic. Some of it kind of it jar. It felt kind of jarring the way they were going from event to event. You know, from from the second act to the third act felt like it was super rushed. It didn't feel like enough development. And he proposed to her like way too fast. I'm like. Whoa, 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 what's happening? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't I didn't really understand it. I found but I mean was, I I did find a lot of it to be pretty funny. I, yeah, I don't I don't really think I liked the movie that much though, to be honest. Okay. Um I, I you know I I did find like Jonah Hill to be pretty funny in it. I thought he was actually pretty good in it. But one, Jonah Hill looks really rough. I mean, like I'm I don't want to be like that kind of judgmental. But like to the point where I'm like worried about him a little bit. And two, is it the weight fluctuations? Is it? I don't the... think it's. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's the weight thing because that's never been like a a a, a a a tell or a trigger to me when I see him. Right, right, right. Just, yeah, I just yeah, mean right. like he looks really like run down. Like I feel like he did mm. not look good in this film, um, which uh, is a little more. It's more of a personal concern for him. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I found him to be pretty funny in it. I found Sam J to be really funny in it. Sam um, so like funny. their scene, their scenes together, I think were my favorite scenes. Yeah, you know, like they, them kind of riffing on one another and kind of doing their thing 
you know, with like, you know, obviously it, it feels like some improv going on and that thing that people kind of maybe expect Jonah to do. I think yeah. she, you know, they're, they're kind of like in that together. Um, you know, that, that comedy between the two of them, they're very funny when they're on the screen together. I felt like yeah. the whole scene when they're talking about the ring that he's going to use to propose at that bar, I thought was really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how to, <laughs> Uh, like his whole plan to say like how underwhelming the ring is, but to say it's like from his grandmother's ho- from the Holocaust. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta say that fucking killed me. And where she's like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta really dial that up." And he's like, "That was good. That was good. I like the way really that they kind of were there." Um, but in general, though, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the movie like it jumps around a lot and it, it moves really quickly. And honestly, the biggest thing for me that was the 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 letdown or the disappointment is the Eddie Murphy of it all. Like the whole like, yeah, how straight he plays it. Like, yeah, it just felt like there were little there were little flashes in in the performance where I'm like, okay, there's the energy or there's even when you're playing this character. Yeah, I mean, because in essence, it's like a meet. It's like meet the parents, basically. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And he's in a De Niro role, you know, or 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 or, or variation on it, and. You know, I feel like there was just there's just like no energy coming from him in this movie, no. which is, you know, a disappointment because, you know, he's 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 a goat, you know, he's one of them at least. And yeah, I just feel like. You hear, you know, a big another big comedy coming up and you're like, OK, cool. He's like one of the stars of it. Um, But yeah, definitely kind of let me down in that sense. Um, But yeah, in general, I mean, the movie's fine. I mean, I, I wish it's the thing, though, about comedies is that like we talked about this with like a lot of the comedies that we've hit on recently that are on the streaming services, some have been really great and some have just been like fine, but, yeah. a, but, but a fine comedy is something that you still want to enjoy. You still want to yes. watch it. Yeah. You still want to laugh. Cause there's still parts of this movie that are very funny. And you're just like, yeah, even if I didn't love that movie, I really enjoyed watching this comedy cause I need to yeah. laugh, you know? So I really appreciate even where I have issues with the movie as, as a, you know, as a film or as a movie, it's just like, there's always a, I feel like there's always some positive takeaways from a nice comedy, even if it's not a great movie, you know? And when you have somebody who I I do really like Jonah Hill and I think he's pretty funny and yeah, like Sam J and Mike Epps, like just a lot of, even, even like how downplayed some of the David Duchovny scenes is. I I, I just found some of that stuff to be pretty funny at times. Um, Me too. And yeah, just a crazy stacked cast, you know, like you're talking like, top of the line people in this movie you know yeah. you, you julie louis dreyfus eddie murphy jonah hill you know like mike epps like there's a lot of even anthony anderson has a really small a quick scene in it you know like that whole barbershop scene is pretty funny yes um, it was pretty funny white cuz yeah Yo, white <laughs> i want to do a hot swap of roles okay i would swap andrea savage's role for julia louis dreyfus i think I, that she could i'll take it i think I'll she could have carried it a little better I'll take that. I think there's something about that dynamic that she's just she's just good better with awkwardness. Uh I just she wasn't Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, yeah, Andrea Savage is in it too, yeah. Damn. Yeah, Andrea Savage was like a th- uh, oh the party planner. It was like party, she was like the party planner, planner yeah. on the uh on the family on the uh Jonah's side. Jonah's side. So yeah, that, that Julia I love her. Louis I love Dreyfus. Andrea Savage. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's something about the what she was doing felt funny, but I didn't need that. I didn't need that for this role. I needed kind of more of a like a Andrea Savage for this sort of dynamic. 
And and regardless of where I fall in this movie, I, I made it known, at least in our text thread recently, my love for Nia Long, and she's in this movie as well. Yes. So even just for that, I'd say watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who should have been in? You get it? Who should have been in Charlie's Angels, man? Right. Yeah. That that comes out during this. What a this, weird this press tour. Yeah. When you told me that, man, it like blew my mind. I know. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's worth checking out. It's free. I mean, it's it's like no extra cost at, at, on your Netflix. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah, and I think at, at, for her at this moment, she's got like a good moment because she's got this. She's got missing in theaters. Yes, and the best man final chapters. This the, the have the, you seen it? Uh, yeah, I loved it. It's so good. It, How, was it? It's got no business being as good as it is. I just it, feel like the movie. Everyone and the series was a movie. Great. It was so yeah. damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And getting everybody back, I love it. Even the you know, not the pivot and not to pivot into. <laughs> the best man final chapters but like yeah you're a little concerned when you see like terrence howard maybe you know and what yeah, he's gonna yeah. bring to this but like, even even he was great like the he series was great. was great it was great he didn't yeah, talk that's about on, that, and that's on peacock if you want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. that that's to me that's better than you people but oh. you people is funny at times but the best man final chapters yeah watch that that's on peacock yeah so good you know what get else your knee, get, get, get your knee a long fix you know what else <laughs> is on uh uh peacock and you can get your fix of someone with the initials nl and i have just devoured the whole season of this already is, i think uh, so poker face okay <laughs> that, that is some good shit man like the um like the, the the self-contained nature of the episodes really does set it up so that there's this whole like seeing who is a who's going to appear in an episode you know like you might notice the names in the credits but just in general how are they going to pop up these big names people that i don't want to spoil for people i don't think you know it's not part of the publicity so i think that's part of the the fun is that you don't spoil it but the fifth episode that has already come out just um had a couple of great characters played by judith light and uh i'm gonna say her name s epitha murkerson um oh yeah they, yeah they, they uh they are they're great in their episode, but they're a great example of the kind of people that can show up on this show and have like chemistry with each other and chemistry within their story and chemistry with Natasha Leone. And it's a one and done story. So it's like right. whether you're the murderer or you're the victim, you get to have fun and play in this world. And um, mm. I can't say who's up coming up in a couple episodes, but the ninth episode, uh, I, the fifth was my favorite, the one that just came out. Uh, and I see people talking about that one, but the ninth one, honestly, I think is my favorite episode. It breaks the format a little bit in some interesting ways, but the people who are on it, there's one actor in it who's very surprising and, and great to see, but there's an actress too that is great to see. Um, and uh, I will say this too, that Ryan Johnson has directed uh, the first two and he directs that ninth one. And then the last episode, I will say this, because this is already on, this is out there, but they haven't said who the cast is. But the director of the last episode is Janixa Bravo. And the the the, oh. the writer of that last one is Ryan Johnson. So, I mean, you're getting wow. like movie level talent and and people are, there's something about this show. I just haven't seen a show in a long time that feels this much like a freaking show. Like it's such a concept. It has such a formula, but you're already seeing within 10 episodes, first season, how they can kind of break the formula and how they can kind of stretch it. And uh, the end of the season, I think it has been renewed for a season two. The end of the season perfectly sets up, a, a you know, another run of episodes that might do a similar thing, which is have like a loose, a loose through line story. But the, the main thrust of every episode is, you know, totally self-contained. And I just think that 
it feels I think I think more shows are going to try to do this and 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 hype the fact that they're doing self-contained mystery episodes because that's kind of in right now. But I also think there's a little bit of fatigue. If people have franchise fatigue and comic book fatigue uh, and superhero fatigue, they also have um, I think like. Uh, uh, arcane mythology fatigue long plot lines that you have to wait years to see them play out fatigue you know i think people like the idea of a show that you can sit down and watch an episode and get like a satisfying episode a story not not a story you have to wait six or seven years to see how it turns out so i will say once again that i just think poker face is a a really i mean i I, before this i wasn't that big i mean natasha leone i i liked her but i don't know that she was like my favorite thing about anything she was in um and i sort of feel like now i'm going to go back and 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 watch russian doll because i've kind of got this jones for i was gonna say did uh, you you see that yeah i I didn't watch it i thought it looked good and she seemed fine i just for whatever reason i never had clicked with her and after this i think i've clicked with her a little bit because this show manages to bring her baggage to bear in a way that there's a certain amount of she's lived through some things and she's seen some stuff. Yeah. And whenever she interacts, like there's an actor that she interacts with in an upcoming episode that actually is one she directed uh, and co-wrote. Um, and there's a relationship that just feels very genuine. And you realize there's a shape that's starting to, you know, you're starting to see this type of this character she's playing and the kind of people she befriends and the kind of people she tries to help. And that there's a there's a there's a sweetness and a, a there's a, a gruff sweetness to that part of the show. Um, and then with also within that, you've got people dying in unexpected ways almost always slightly comical ways um, oh wow kind of gross ways you know it's a it's a fun it's a fun murder mystery show it's in the vein of the the knives out movies in that sense and that you're not meant to be like too sad for the loss of life but you do get to stop and say well that sucks you know <laughs> um anyway yeah poker face and i also will say that if anyone has been hanging in there with servant um the episodes they've been running in their final season right now they're they're that shows it definitely feels like it's heading towards something um because it's it's getting to end now so um i think of the ones i've had the opportunity to watch i think there's only like three left uh and uh yeah i can't wait to see what what the what the final storyline is what the resolution is going to be that's what i've been watching cool oh very cool very cool um i don't think i have anything else oh i finally saw uh black panther wakanda forever oh yeah Okay. I had you crying that. within minutes, you said. Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, I text you guys. I was like, yeah, I knew I knew it. You know, I, I was thought I was prepared for it. But by the way, I meant that in a in a in a I've been there too. Not not yeah. a I had you cry. I'm just saying no, like, I, that's the yeah. part of the movie that's definitely gonna hit you directly in the fine. feels. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh I, I did really like the movie. I do feel like it's just like I, I can't get out of my mind like what uh, a burden like that movie had in terms of like I, you know, I'm just trying to think of like what they had to do in terms of like reworking that whole film and, you know, like the scope of it, even the film that we ended up seeing. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it all like worked as well for me as I, as I would maybe think the other, you know, the original idea uh, may have had we not lost Chadwick, Chadwick, but I think the way they handled that in the film, both in the beginning and the end, I think was great. And um yeah, I don't know. Just uh, definitely one of the better ones of the most recent phase for me. I think I I, I didn't love it. I mean, I have some of the same reservations same. that I had about you know the the first Black Panther, um, you know, just in terms of some of the f- CGI and the fighting, you know, some of those action sequences. And honestly, like I don't know, I don't know if I th- loved uh, Letitia Wright like in 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 such a like lead role. You know, I feel like mm. she works so well. As Shuri, like in the in the 
you know, where, where we had seen her yeah. in Black Panther and, and in the other Marvel movies that she may have popped up in. And I think that really kind of played to her strengths in terms of like how dynamic she is and like, you know, the relationship they have. Um, but I don't know. I think at, at some point during the movie, like kind of her front and center um, and maybe because it really hadn't built to it, it didn't really have the, the time to build to it. Um, versus kind of like being thrust into being basically the lead of the movie uh i, 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 I kept wanting I it to be lapita you know like that was my so did i i so think did she would have been incredible yeah. because every time lapita comes on the screen you're like oh, just keep her on the screen yeah yeah and like she she like aaron when we watch it aaron just kept me like oh my god she's fucking beautiful and she's such a good act like she's so commanding and like, so like, like where'd, wait, where, and... where'd she go and i was like i don't she's gone <laughs> she's gone from yeah. the movie for like 30 minutes and it's like oh man when they visited her at the school, I think yeah. I fell in love with her. Like I was like, "Oh my Fuck god, she's gorgeous! Oh my god, yeah, she looks amazing." Not for the first time, you mean like for the 80th time? For the <laughs> just a remind for a reminder time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just, that's the only thing coming away from it. Like, it, uh, and and one of my friends had kind of given me the same criticism when he saw it, and it definitely hit me the same way. Like, you know, I think she's I think she's good in the movie, and like you know, for what they had to accomplish, I think. It's for the most part successful. Really like Neymar and uh, yeah. you know that actor, that performance, that whole story. I liked a lot, and even kind of where they leave um, them uh, for the future of Marvel. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. And Steve, uh, I know you're not a comic book guy, but they. This is what I was trying to describe to you before you'd seen the movie. Now that yeah. you've seen it, that ego, the mix of the way that he is powerful, and and there's something kind of. Like, I'm glad that they tilted him towards a character that's somewhat sympathetic because he's kind of somewhat representative of a culture now in the terms yeah. of the way the movies are going. But that fact that he's so driven by like this confidence, this bravado, that's like such a trait from the comic. Like th that was the thing that excited me most about the movie, honestly, even though the, yeah. the Chadwick tribute was great. I was I was really pleased to see that they kind of nailed that weird thing. You know what I'm talking about, Ronald? Like Namor always seems like he's got to stick up his ass and he's kind of got yeah. his own thing going on and he's a badass. But it always is like he's off on his own, you know, like after however many years, he's one of the earliest characters to be in the Marvel Universe. And he's always kind of been, he's, is he good? Is he bad? He's got his own thing going on. He's just, I don't know. I just think they did a great job in the movie. And I would have loved to have seen him opposite. I oh my mean, God. you know, not to know. ding the movie for this, but it's unquestionable. Like what they could have done with Chadwick going into a, a, a like this movie. I, I think that, that, and I do think it hurts the movie as, as much as powerful as the, the, the T'Challa stuff was, it does hurt the movie that it has to do everything it was trying to do yeah, on top yeah. of this other thing, like shift gears, yeah. replace the lead and give us a tribute. Um, but I do think bringing in um, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, when they did, um, and Michael Jordan, you know, his scenes are great. But no, <laughs> yeah. Michael B. Jordan, when he when he pops up, I guess now that people have seen this movie, is that a, technically a spoiler? Um, uh, he's a- Spoiler alert. Yeah, jeez, John. Jeez, sorry. Um, but like, I like the way they that his cameo was used. I'll say that. Too. Yeah, and, and I was like, I, you know, I would say watching it, I felt very surprised by it still, even though it kind of was like, I wonder if they're going to use him in here somehow, especially yeah, with yeah. that that portion of the, the, you know, the ancestral plane and everything. I thought that was really well done. And yeah, and and again, though, speaking towards like, you know, the Lupita uh, factor or the Chadwick factor, the moment Michael B. Jordan's on the screen, you're just like, fuck, mm -hmm. that's a star. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he's, you know, you just, you just feel the scene shift. And I don't mean to take a slight at, Le at Letitia no. at all. She's, yeah. she's great actress. I love her in so many things that she's in, 
but there's so there's some weight because that character got so much time in Black Panther as a character, Killmonger. People talk about Killmonger all the time. They talk about him this movie the entire time. And you're like, okay, he's gonna probably pop up at some point in this movie. Yeah. But like, you know, that character got so much time for groundwork and and screen time where I don't think you know, Shuri didn't get that. And I feel like it kind of hurts her, um, not even really specifically her performance, but just that character. But yeah, the moment that Michael B. Jordan pops up as Killmonger in this uh, ancestral plane experience that she's having, you're just like, man, what, you know, like that, that's a presence. That's a star. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing you really hope to have maybe driving the movie as a whole. But yeah, if it was him or Lapita, but yeah, just a reminder. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just sad. You know, it's like, you can't help, it's can't help but think like what could have been not just for this movie, but just like, it's in general, yeah. Go, going forward for however long it could have run. It's just crazy. It's so sad. Yeah. Angela yeah, Bassett I, I, was I incredible, like too. Yeah. She's great. She's going to win an yeah, Oscar. Yeah. I finally got to see the scene that they're, yeah. everybody talks about. Um, yeah. yeah. She's got it in the bag. No question. Yeah. Which I can't wait to see her get up there and talk about it because uh, she's deserved it for a long time. And it's cool to, you know, I don't know how she feels about it being for a Marvel film, but I think it's pretty fucking cool that, it, you know, a Marvel movie will finally have some sort of so performance. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> acknowledged at uh at the Academy Awards. Um, but yeah, man, Wakanda Forever is good. Winston Duke also loves him in it. So yeah. good, he's great. Yeah, did he's you great. see him in the? I don't know what movie this actually was, but there was some like red carpet uh, footage they got, and they were asking people, uh, "Fuck Mary Kill," and they were showing the the picture of the Chris's. You saw that? Yeah, I saw that. Where like you know, he was like he was like date or he was that's something. Well, he funny said, "Oh, like you, he, he said this is a Disney film." Yes, I yes. think you mean like take out for lunch. Yeah, uh, go <laughs> go see a movie or go on a trip together. <laughs> but it was a little bit. I saw people on Twitter sharing that and saying, you know, that this is a man who's saying, "Don't don't mess up my Disney deal. <laughs> don't get me to say something where they take away but, my money." But the video, the video I saw then had like him, and then it had. Tom Holland, you yeah. know, and he's like, and he just he goes went through. Like, he had thoughts. FMK, yeah. he'd already had yeah. it decided. And it was pretty funny. Well, he killed uh, Chris Evans, which I think surprised people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, no, but but I just thought yeah, that was funny. I, finally got no, to I agree see with it. you. It's fun to yeah. see him around. I mean, it's a it's a packed cast. That's the one advantage the movie has. And we said it before that like Chadwick almost gave the the spotlight to his supporting cast in yeah, the first movie. True. So the fact That's that the they're around and that this movie works as well as it does is a testament to that. But I totally. I mean I, I and I think you were kind of hinting at this, Steve. There's something about Shuri that I liked. I liked the little sister with all the gadgets energy. I liked the secretly the smartest person in the whole thing kind of For sure. energy. But in her front and center is cool, but it also sort of like, well, now who are you going to put in that? Who's going to be, is Shuri going to be sure? Like they're going to sort of overload this character. I mean, I guess that puts her in a kind of Tony Stark-like place, which right. is cool character-wise. <clears throat> I just don't know that performance-wise we've seen that yet but i'm yeah. sure they could build a movie around her that m- would you know change my mind about that because she is a good actress but i don't know if i i don't know there's something about just her on-screen persona that was perfect for what she was doing in the first movie that this this does feel like uh you know it's a risk to take i guess to say she's black panther now but you know that's what it is so yeah, yeah. and the movie just is, it looks great i mean like my 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 concerns about like cg and the action and all that stuff that i felt similarly with black panther Withstanding, like you know, Kugler is uh is you know he's the real deal, man. I think the movie, you know, it's it's shot beautifully. 
a lot of really striking cinematography, uh, you know, especially in context of some other Marvel films that we've seen in the past few years. Um, uh, I just, some of the sequences were just pretty amazing. Um, a lot of the like underwater stuff and some of those things I thought looked were just really, really cool. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to finally have seen it and, uh, man, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I think that's all I wanted to mention. Do you guys have anything else you want to put out there? I just want to remind okay. folks that next week is is almost definitely going to be an off week, and and yet and yet, look out. Do we can we tell them what it's going to be? Hopefully, well, I mean, can we tell out? them something that you know we're going to shrink down to a smaller size next week, and we're going that's, to that's what it would be. Yeah, explore the we're quantum going, realm. We're going, going into the quantum a, realm as a an bite sized episode, episode <laughs> uh, uh, about the quantum realm, but it won't be a full yeah. episode. But it hopefully will be a, pr- a pretty hot off the presses reaction to Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, Quantumania, the the third movie in the Ant-Man trilogy, which is supposedly, I mean, you know, based on the reviews that we're hearing, it's kind of what you might expect. It sounds like it's fun and crazy and weird and a big mess. And then you have differing degrees of enthusiasm uh, outside of those things that everyone seems to agree on. But Jonathan Majors is getting uh, a lot of a lot of hype as as Kang. And I'm ready to see that since that performance might be with us over several projects. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, everything as long as everything lines up nicely. Yeah, the plan is the we'll be able to see the movie next week at the uh, press screening, and the idea is we're going to just do a, a quick conversation right out of the theater and talk about this and put it out as cool. an episode, a point five, okay. which we haven't done in a bit, and uh, that'll be next week hopefully. But uh, again, the week following that, so I guess if we do the math on that one. Three sixty eight yes. will be um, the dry for my required viewing pick and whatever else we've seen to that point. But next week, hopefully we'll be talking Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um, all right. Moviesmovie.com is the website. You can hit that up, subscribe to whatever podcast platform you prefer if you haven't already, but assuming you have, you should just go to that platform, leave a review, a rating, share button, hit it, whatever you can do to help um, give us some feedback or kind of get the word out about the podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next week. As always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.